you know, it's just so good to be together again, isn't it? I mean, it's just incredible. I, I, I have a fresh appreciation for the church. Just being together and encountering God together, worshipping together. I, I don't know, I have missed it so much. And now we're back. I just love it so much. I was so excited to come today. Not because I'm speaking, but because I wanted to worship with you guys uh, this morning. It was fantastic. As Simon says, as we haven't been able to meet in the usual way, we thought it would just be a great opportunity to take a few weeks to revisit our vision as a church and to remind you of what we're going for. Building or no building. Pandemic or no pandemic. We're still going after all that God has given us. Okay, so that's why we want to do that. Uh, Some churches have a Vision Sunday around this time of year. I've never really done this, not because I think it's a bad thing, but because I find it such a hard thing to do. And that's not because I don't know what the vision is. It's because I see it, say it, and do it all the time, and I see it in all of you. So I kind of think, well, what is the point? And I've really struggled to write it down this week because it's just so obvious to me. But I appreciate that it's not obvious to other people sometimes. So that's why we're going to do this. We're going to just have a look at our vision over the next few weeks. So here goes the vision of Jubilee. It started a long way back. It was just after Alison and I got married. We got married in 1992. I know we don't look old enough, but it's true, 1992. And we hadn't been married long when I had a dream. And in the dream, we were involved in starting a vibrant local church in a community I didn't recognize. But the place I saw was pumping with energy. There was a party atmosphere about this place. It was music. It was fun. And as I came closer to this place, all people kind of, uh, of all types and ages, children, adults, uh, were streaming out of the building and walking along a, a, a road together with lots of noise and laughter. And I liked what I saw. It was an attractive group of people to see. And the only thing I knew about this church was the road name of the place that they were all walking along, Richmond Road, which is a road not far from where we now live, a road in Solihull. And from that time, from that moment, God started to put Solihull on our hearts. It took us a long time to get there, but it started from there. So fast forward to the 5th of September, 2010 a rather dusty hall at Tudor Grange School. There were around 30 of us seated on impossibly uncomfortable wooden chairs. Anybody? There's still quite a lot of you here that will remember those chairs. Um, We launched Jubilee Church on that Sunday with the beginnings of the vision that God was showing us. And the vision, we said, was hidden in our name, Jubilee. So today, 11 years, five buildings, and around 500 sermons, a couple of different websites, three more staff members, and many more people in a global pandemic later, we're still working out the vision that God gave us at that time. And I can't wait to see what he's going to do over the next 10 years. Because I believe that God has got some great things for Jubilee. 
Some of those things are beyond what we could ever ask for or imagine. And we've seen so much already because God has been incredibly kind to us. But I truly believe that the best is yet to come. We've hardly begun to see the full extent of what God has in store for us. There are more people for us in this city. There are more families to be reached around this region. There are more churches to be planted. There are more nations to be reached. We've only just begun. And so I want to invite you this Sunday to come and join us again, to sign up again to all that God has called us to do. That's what today and the next few weeks are about. So the vision, I say, is in our name. That isn't actually my phrase. That's a phrase that Ginny Burgeon gave us. Uh, just before we launched Jubilee Church, she said, the vision will be in your name and you will live out of that vision. So I better just explain that to you. I better explain the name and what Jubilee means. So what is this vision? And if it's the name that it's all about, what is that all about then? Well, sorry, I'm speaking very fast because I'm just a bit excited. So if I'm speaking too fast for anybody, just say slow down a bit, Rob, okay? So I'm a bit excited this morning. Well, jubilee, simply put, means celebrate. That's what the word jubilee means. It means to have a festival. It means a party. Anybody like parties? And I've always felt that this name would define the feel and the style of our church. A group of people who didn't take themselves too seriously, had a great sense of humor, and were passionate worshippers of Jesus. And this is the group of people I saw in my dream, and spend any time with us now, and you'll find those kind of people here. We really love to worship, don't we? Uh, we really love to celebrate. We like to make noise. Uh, some are even up to a dance every now and again. I've even seen people dance. I, I was talking to Angela Kem, who many of you will know recently, and she said, yours is one of the churches that I point to when I talk about worship in this nation. She said, you guys have got something in terms of worship. Well, we like to laugh a lot as well, don't we? Uh, go to any of our groups and you'll see this. Go to any of our social events, you'll hear this. I, I've noticed on the recordings that we make of our meetings, the background noise is often people laughing. And it's not because I'm great with my humor. It's just the feel of this church. Do you agree? Have a laugh on me, just right there. Okay, so there you go. But of course, the, the, the year of Jubilee is a concept that comes from the Old Testament. So that's what the name means. But the concept of Jubilee comes from the Old Testament. And it relates to a Jewish party, a festival that went on for a whole year. How about that? It's in Leviticus 25. And it was scheduled to be repeated every 50th year of the Jewish calendar. And it was kicked off with the sounding of a ram's horn, which was heard throughout the whole land. I love that. The whole land heard the ram's horn. And the idea for Jubilee was that all mortgage property would revert to its owner. Can you imagine that? Your mortgage is suddenly paid off. That's Leviticus 25.10. Those who were compelled by debt sold themselves into slavery. Your credit cards, cancelled. And everyone, even the land itself, would rest and take a holiday. Isn't that wonderful? And the more that we looked into this in those early days, the more excited we 
became about this idea of a jubilee year being a great way to define a church and the message that it carries. A place of freedom. You've heard about that today. A place where debts were forgiven. A place where people could find justice and healing and that we would do that stuff. And this was exactly what God had put in our hearts for church, that we would do this, that we would see this, that we would become this sounding trumpet of hope to people everywhere, of people who live in a perpetual year of Jubilee. How about that? But get this, the Jewish nation never saw this. You know, the Jubilee year just didn't ever happen. As far as we can tell, this radical leveling up agenda, which was written into their laws, for some reason, was never implemented. And then came Isaiah's prophecy. It seems to have been forgotten. They never celebrated it. It just stayed dusty in the law book. But then Isaiah came along and resurrected it in prophecy. Speaking to the Jewish nation who were at that time in exile under God's judgment, he offers them them this hope of a future jubilee in these words. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim what? The year of the Lord's favor, the year of Jubilee. That's Isaiah 61, 1 and 2. And it's wonderful. It's a wonderful passage. It's the promise that they've been waiting for. But, you know, even after this, there was no Jubilee for the people of God. There was no good news for the poor. There was no freedom. There was no proclamation through the land. Until that was, Jesus came. Jesus came, who one day comes out of the desert into the temple at Nazareth, sits down, reads these passages from the book of Isaiah, and says, today, (laughs) this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Today, the jubilee starts, because I'm here. Jesus says, the Spirit's on me today. The jubilee, you see, has come. And it's all about Jesus. Jesus came to heal the sick, cast out demons, preach good news to the poor. And it's what we're called to do too. It's the name he's given us, and it's the mission that we're called to fulfill in his name. Now, often the cleverer churches amongst us will have a vision statement. And I've been toying with this because it's meant to be catchy and easy to remember. So how about this passage from Isaiah 61? You know, we are a community of people upon whom the spirit of the sovereign Lord rests. Amen? Because he's anointed us to preach good news to the poor, bind up the brokenhearted, bring freedom to the captives, release prisoners from darkness, and for us to be proclaiming the year of the Lord's favor, for us to be declaring in our name, Jubilee. (laughs) So what would a community of people who owned this look like? what, What would be distinctive about them? What would these kind of people do? The vision is in our name. It's who we are. It's what we're called to do. So I thought about using Isaiah 61 as a kind of a vision statement, but it's a bit long, 
and, and difficult to remember. Now, I know the passage really well, but it doesn't kind of roll off the tongue. You're meant to have this kind of elevator pitch for the church. What's your vision? Well, hold on, let me just get Isaiah 61. I want to make sure I've got all of the things in there. But that's the backdrop for what I want to now say, because this is how we're going to summarize our vision. This is what we want to introduce you today. We've been working on it gradually over the last couple of years, uh, and I've been leaking it throughout the years in different talks. So see if you recognize it. See if you've picked it up already. Here it is. I think you'll find it really memorable. Jubilee Church is about building a community of people who know who they are, who know what they've got, and who know what they're called to do. Amen? I'm going to say again. Perhaps you can say it with me. Maybe I haven't got a PowerPoint. I didn't know if it worked or not. So Jubilee Church is about building a community of people who know who they are, who know what they've got, and know what they're called to do. How about that? It's about who we are. It's about our identity in Christ, both individually and corporately. It's about knowing what we've got. Our emphasis on the anointing of the Holy Spirit, that's not going to go away. His presence is crucial to all that we do. The gifts that he's given us. It's him who fills us and empowers us in all that we do. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on us for this. It's about what we're called to do. What are we called to do? Heal the sick, cast out demons, preach good news to the poor, making disciples who change the world. How about that? Those are world changers, those kind of people. That's what that kind of people look like. That's Jubilee. That's who we are. That's what we've got, and that's what we're called to do. So do you recognize any of that in us? Can you see it in yourself? Can you feel the, oh yeah, I recognize that. Kind of get that. That's what we're part of here. And if you do, then that means you've already been exposed to the Jubilee vision because we're always going on about it. Always. And so we'll often start our meetings. It's happened even today. We'll start our meetings reminding people of who they are in Christ because that's what matters. Who you are in Christ. You are significant. You are chosen. You're loved by God. You're a royal son or daughter of your heavenly father. Last Sunday, I made corporate declarations. Remember who you are, church. You're a chosen people. You're a holy nation. A people who weren't a people, but now you are a people. We declare these things over one another. We want to remind ourselves about who we are because that's where our confidence is. Our confidence is in not what I've done, not what I used to be, but who I am now, who we are now in Christ. That's significant. Our vision is why we will often invite the Holy Spirit to come upon us. We say, Holy Spirit, will you just come and rest upon us now? We express and declare our dependence upon him. We rely upon his gifts and power. Tom was asked recently, he said, you've worked with Rob in the office for a bit now. What does he always go on about? And he said, well, the thing I've picked up that Rob's always saying is, I wonder what the Holy Spirit's doing. Let's go and do that. We want to be spirit-led. We want to know what the Holy Spirit is doing, and that's what we're going to do. We don't just want good ideas. We want God ideas that change the world. Amen? 
I don't just want to be driven. I want to be led. Driven people, but we want to be led by the Holy Spirit. That's what we've got. That's what we've got to live the Christian life and to do his work. We're determined to be led by him and to remind people to be filled with the Holy Spirit all the time. Why don't you just take a drink of the Holy Spirit right now? Holy Spirit, just come on us. We are anointed by you. Come, Holy Spirit. We're dependent upon you. We need you, Holy Spirit. Just drink deeply right now. Maybe you just forgot this morning. You forgot to have your breakfast in the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's our vision. It's what we've got. We have the Holy Spirit. Simon just reminded us of that. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on us for this. Thank you, Jesus. Now I've lost you all, haven't I? You've all gone somewhere. Come back. That's the second one. That's what we've got. The third one uh, is reminding you of what we're called to do. It's about going into all the world and making disciples. It's about praying for the sick. It's about setting people free. It's about reaching out to the poor. You know, no one in this church should ever be in doubt about their calling. You know, that's the big crisis that many of us have. Where do I fit? What am I called to do? This is it. Go into all the world. Make disciples. We want to make disciples that change the world. And the other thing I just want to point out to you, Jubilee, the vision is in our name, but it's also, it's not just a noun, it's also a verb. Jubilee is something we do. Very practically, our vision works out in serving our community, in affecting the way that we live. When we do this, when we serve our community, uh, we are trumpeting the sound of Jubilee to the families that we meet, the debt advice we give, the children, the storehouse, clothes with dignity. We're sounding the Jubilee trumpet when we do those things. It's why we keep praying for the sick and, and setting people free. We're announcing the year of Jubilee. And this is just the beginning. We want to take the Jubilee vision into neighboring communities too. We want to plant churches that are like us and send people into other nations all over the world. I'm frustrated that we've had a pandemic because everything's had to stop and slow down a bit. But hey, that's been a good thing because God's been speaking to us and showing us the strength that we have inside of us. And so on. We're going to talk some more about this over the next couple of weeks. But you know, this vision can't be fulfilled by the odd one or two. The emphasis isn't on the odd, by the way. (laughs) By its very nature, the corporate nature of a community, knowing who they are, knowing what they've got, knowing what they're called to do, is about every member playing their part. It's about the body, the body working together. You know, we've only just started. I've said that three or four times now. We, we see the Jubilee vision, you see, very much like a pencil drawing. It's an outline of all that God has called us to do. The coloring in comes through you and others playing their part, knowing who they are, knowing what they've got, and obeying God in all that they've been called to do. So what will you do? 
What do you see yourself coloring in? Don't just leave it to the leaders to tell you or ask you. What we're wanting to train people to do is to ask God for themselves. <laughs> to be disciples of Jesus. I don't want you to be a disciple of me. I mean, I can help you along the way. But we need to be disciples of Jesus and encourage one another to be disciples of Jesus. What's he telling you to do? Do that and we'll get behind you. Do it in your neighborhood. Do it in your workplace. Take this part of the, your part of the vision to school. Take it to the zoo if you're Darren. Tell it to the monkeys. They'll love it. And come and tell us about it on Sunday. Do you know, I would love it if our Sundays were packed with people queuing up to tell stories of what God has done with them throughout the week. That's what Sunday is about. It's testimony. It's the power of testimony that encourages and inspires the whole church. Because we are anointed. Can you just say that with me? We are anointed. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on us. Thank you, Jesus. Why is he on us? Why is he on us? Is it just to give us a nice feeling on a Sunday? And and occasionally on a Sunday evening if we come to connect and pray? No, the Spirit of the Lord is on us for this. Preach good news to the poor. Amen. Making disciples to change the world is a very big vision. And we can't do it on our own. And we can only do it by the power of the Holy Spirit who is upon us. So that's it. That's the talk I wanted to share with you. And I just wanted to give you the opportunity, if this resonates with you, uh, we never do sign up to Jubilee Church, but we do have moments of dedication and say, Lord, I'm here. We're with you. And so I just want to offer you that opportunity. If this resonates with you at all, we just, and I'm not going to scowl at you if you're just visiting for the first time and this is too early for you. Or if you've been here for years, you think, I don't want to get up. I'm not going to scowl at you either. <laughs> I might talk to you later. But <laughs> I just want us to stand together and just acknowledge the calling that is on us together. Just as we're standing in God's presence, that's what we're doing. We're saying, Lord, Do this. Jubilee Church is about building a community of people who know who they are. Just say this, we know who we are, all right? Who know what they've got, we know what we've got. And we know who know what they're called to do. We know what we're called to do. Holy Spirit, will you just come upon us with a fresh anointing right now, a fresh anointing that breaks boundaries down, that breaks strongholds, that brings healing. Let the flow recommence, go into all the world and make life-changing disciples for the glory of God. Father, it's about your name that is above every name. Jubilee is another name for Jesus. We're Jesus Church. We belong to you, Father. We commit ourselves to you. We dedicate ourselves to you for however many years you keep us together in this church, Father, for your glory. And and whatever building we meet in, Lord, we're still going to do this. 
We're still going to do this, Lord, because you've called us and you've anointed us for this. I want to pray for stories to start multiplying in Jesus' name. Stories through the week. I want to ask you, we want to ask you for stories that jam up the meetings. Father, we haven't even got time to preach because there are so many stories that give glory to God. That's what we want, Lord, because you are the God of miracles and we're partnered with you, Father. So that's our expectation that we're going to see miracles happen in our day for your glory and for your name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord.